Deep dive into the world of science with Nature Plus. From the vastness of the distant star systems to the intricacies of infectious diseases due to climate change, we've got you covered. Enjoy access to over 55 cutting-edge journals, breaking scientific news, and over a 1,000 new articles every month. Whether you're a seasoned researcher or just curious, Nature Plus simplifies complex studies. Plus, it's all available right at your fingertips on nature.com. Nature Plus, the key to unlocking the world's most significant scientific advances. Subscribe today at go.nature.com slash plus. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Coronapod. In this show, we're going to bring you nature's take on the latest COVID-19 developments. And we'll be speaking to experts around the world about research during the pandemic. We're entering a new era now. We have new COVID strategies. There's some new unknowns and we've got a vaccine. Hello and welcome to Coronapod. I'm Noah Baker and joining me this week is Features Editor Richard Van Norden. Richard, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Noah. So we're doing a kind of a on the seat of our pants Coronapod today because there's some very quickly developing news which is breaking kind of around the world about a new variant that's been detected in South Africa. Richard, give us the latest. What is it that's been discovered? Then we can talk later about why scientists are so concerned about it. Yeah, so lots of countries have already placed travel restrictions on countries in Africa Uh, Southern Africa. And that's because they're all quite worried about the concerning rise of this new variant of the coronavirus that seems to be spreading quite quickly across South Africa. It was first seen in Botswana. It's also turned up in some travellers to Hong Kong from South Africa. And the news this morning is that there's even one case in Israel. Now, there are really still, as I'm speaking, very few cases of this new variant. But what's really concerning scientists is the number of mutations that this variant has. And some of them are similar to the mutations seen in variants like Delta, which we know has caused problems because it's been more transmissible um, and seemed to cause more severe disease. So at this point, this variant is very new. We don't yet have a name for it, apart from the sort of scientific name, which is a bit chewy. It's likely that if it does get sort of classified by the WHO, there are meetings happening today about that, in fact, that it will be called Nu, which is the next letter under the Greek alphabet naming system. What do we know so far about how this variant compares to other variants of concern like Delta or like Beta, which was also detected first in South Africa? Yeah, so this variant has a lot of mutations, but in particular, it's got more than 30 changes in the spike protein. That's the protein in the SARS-CoV-2 virus that recognises our host cells. And it's the target of our immune responses and also of vaccines. And many of these changes to the spike protein have already been seen in variants like Delta and Alpha. And they've previously been linked in these other variants to heightened infectivity and the ability to evade antibodies that can block infection. So... That sounds quite worrying because, you know, does this mean that this new variant is going to be able to evade antibodies, which is the kind of thing that the vaccines will generate in our bodies? There's even hints from computer modelling that this variant maybe could dodge T-cells, another component of the immune system. That's what Penny Moore told us, a virologist at the University of Witwatersrand in Johannesburg. 
and her lab is working really fast to try and gauge this variant's potential to dodge immunity from vaccines or from previous infections. The problem is that right now, as I'm speaking to you, the number of cases is so small that it's even hard to know that this variant will be more transmissible, although it is worrying how quickly it's spread, especially across Gauteng province in South Africa. A team led by Tulio de Oliveira sequenced the genomes of recent cases in Gauteng, and all the samples they analysed from Gauteng last week, this new variant was responsible for all of those 77 samples. So a lot more analysis to be done, but it it seems like maybe it's spreading quite fast and the mutations suggest maybe it might be able to escape antibodies and vaccines. And this is all maybe because none of this is known, but scientists are alarmed just because of, of what these mutations are and the number of them. And one of the ways that this differs in terms of the kind of developing of this news is it has been caught much earlier than some of the other variants have. In fact, this is really, really early. And that's kind of a virtue of the fact that there has been effective surveillance that seems to be working. Although there, do, there are scientists that are concerned that the spread could indicate that there is more widespread transmission than we are aware of. Tell us a little bit about how that surveillance process works. So yes, just because it was first detected in Botswana does not mean that it originated in Botswana. And it could have spread more widely than we know. But yes, this was all picked up very early. Um, with the help of Tulio de Oliveira's lab, which has the ability to quickly genetically sequence virus samples. And it was his lab that first found the beta variant last year. And it was also um, worked by Penny Moore to look at the properties of the beta variant. So it's really a testament to um, the labs and the work that's done out there to very quickly pick this kind of thing up. In fact, it's being picked up so quickly that right now people are even unsure whether it will even outcompete, say, Delta, because although it seems to be spreading quite fast in South Africa at the moment, it's a small number of cases. Uh, South Africa happens to be in a bit of a lull in terms of low numbers of cases, so perhaps there might be a sort of effect where this variant is doing extremely well uh, because there aren't many others around. So it's not by any means guaranteed that this is going to be a big problem. I mean, I don't know if you remember the Kappa and Lambda variants. I don't, because it turned out they weren't very problematic after all. So we'll just have to see. But what countries are doing right now is sort of thinking it's much better to act now than to wait and find out in one or two weeks what the situation is. Absolutely. I mean, it feels to some extent that people are learning their lesson from Delta. Delaying is dangerous. So what are the next steps for scientists now? You mentioned that Penny Moore and others are frantically working to try to better understand the properties of this virus. What do, what do they need? They need the live virus, they need to start testing it against cells. What, 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 do, what happens next? Yeah, so the question about transmissibility, that's going to be answered from epidemiology, watching how cases spread and trying to figure out how fast the virus can be passed on, what the R number is. The question's about what do the mutations do and does the virus cause more or less severe disease? These sorts of things are going to be answered in lab tests. And they'll be wanting to get a sample of this variant virus and, and see simply how quickly it can infect model cells in a dish and you know compare that to what they've seen for other variants. So we're going to be seeing sort of two different kinds of evidence here. And, and as always, even if the lab tests do come back and suggest this variant can evade some kinds of antibodies, for example, in cells, I think scientists would always caution that that doesn't necessarily mean that that's actually going to be the case 
in infections in people, especially if people are vaccinated. So these things are going to be what the lab researchers are going to be coming back with. And that will be sort of provisional concern or provisional reassurance. But in the end, we'll still have to see how cases and hospitalizations go up, whether vaccination really protects against severe disease from this variant, as it, as it does very well with Delta, and, and all of those questions. So it's a case of lab work and epidemiology coming together to gradually clear the mists of uncertainty about this variant. And countries, I think, saying better safe than sorry right now on trying to deal with it. Exactly, because there is also that public health aspect of if you respond very conservatively quickly, then the sort of ideal situation which these surveillance systems are trying to to, to get us to is if we do detect new variants, we can very quickly contain them and stop them spreading around the world. So even if it is a very, very scary, dangerous variant, it never gets a chance to, to wreak the havoc that it could potentially cause. Exactly. And one final point, Antonio Dolovera has been saying this on Twitter that, you know, we've been saying for months and months about the need to get more vaccines to Africa because we're worried about a new variant arising. And we don't know yet, but maybe this has happened in this instance, which just underscores the need to get vaccines to everyone in the world. Precisely. There's still a very low vaccine density in South Africa, for example, which could very much be contributing to this. It's something that, you know, epidemiologists and public health experts have been talking about vocally, and we have on Coronapod for quite some time. And Perhaps this is that playing out. We should also say that often when we talk about things on Coronapod, we're talking about changing stories. This is very much a changing story. And so it is right for scientists and people to be taking this very seriously and treating this with some sense of alarm. But what we don't have yet is clear answers about what any of this means. And this could be, I mean, and I kind of really hope that it it turns out to be a storm in a teacup. And this actually is just a lot of action and concern for something that ends up not being that problematic. But the point is, we need to act now to catch it early. Exactly. Okay, Richard, thank you so much. I'm sure we're going to end up talking about what potentially could be called new again on Coronapod. But for now, let's stay cautious and follow this story closely. I know we will be. Thanks, Dara. Deep dive into the world of science with Nature Plus. From the vastness of the distant star systems to the intricacies of infectious diseases due to climate change, we've got you covered. Enjoy access to over 55 cutting-edge journals, breaking scientific news, and over a thousand new articles every month. Whether you're a seasoned researcher or just curious, Nature Plus simplifies complex studies. Plus, it's all available right at your fingertips on nature.com. Nature Plus, the key to unlocking the world's most significant scientific advances. Subscribe today at go.nature.com plus. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.